0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team.
1: As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a f-ing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
0: I'm Molly Bay.
1: Today is September 23rd, 2021. Um, multiple days until the Rams game. Yeah. <laughs> Two days. Actually, you know, we're we're recording this on the 23rd, but it's going out on the 24th tomorrow. We're actually getting it done early for a change.
0: But also kind of late because we (laughs) didn't have a Wednesday one. (laughs) We're
1: all confused. Molly thought we were going to do two tonight and then one tomorrow. So she doesn't have the game stuff prepared for the preview. We
0: did, though, watch the Rams game last night. So that was
1: yeah the prior
0: week so we're a little bit prepared we're just gonna wing it we'll just see what happens
1: yeah she doesn't have all her notes that she normally takes in the uh, the injury reports and stuff but uh, we do have uh, ralph has been working for two days straight on the game film and i don't know anything that's going on in the world i don't know anything that's going on with the buccaneers (laughs) it's been two days straight because i've been trying to find this out Uh, the, the tiffy Videos are up on YouTube. There's one up right now. Probably by the time this podcast is uploaded, the second one will be up. It's only two. It really surprised me because in the first half, I had a whole bunch of clips. Second half, I only got four. The game was kind Did of boring. Did you say this
0: was the Dallas game?
1: Dallas game. Okay. Yes. Week one. Uh, I haven't checked in the past two days or today, but the All-22 still hasn't come out on Game Pass. I might be wrong in that. but They're
0: so ridiculous.
1: It it really is. It really, really is. You know, I had a video up on YouTube where I, it's been up since 2014, 2015, where I did a review of Game Pass. I think it was back when it was called Game Rewind or something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I went through it all. It was about a 20-minute video and I broke it down and I really highly recommended it for people. I took it down. Because I don't don't want people, and you know, I get messages from people all the time. Constantly. They're
0: still commenting on it.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was like, I'm taking it down because I, d- I don't want to advocate for them or advertise for them if they're going to put out such a crappy product. So mm-hmm. that's that. All right. We've got a good show for you. We are going to cover some Buccaneers news. We're probably going to do that first thing. Uh, not a whole lot of news that I know of because I haven't stuck my head out <clears throat> of the. I got, uh,
0: I got a little something. Hey, this will be like people who take social media breaks and then their friends like update them. Later on, it <laughs> yeah. that's what
1: this is. This you is all new, new to me. Man. I know, It's new to yeah. you. Uh, then we're going to go over the week one game film and talk about what what we saw on that. Uh, then we're going to do the Rams preview. Uh, the it's not going to be yeah, ish. <laughs> it's not going to be the big breakdown we normally do where we just lay it all out for an hour. Uh, we're going to probably try and cram it in for ten to fifteen minutes. But before we do all that. Fact checks and follow-ups. Got a couple here. One fact check, which was this is so funny. Me and Molly laughed watching the the Rams game the whole time. Oh my
0: gosh! Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, let's pay attention. Seriously. If they, if it's mandatory that they have to have one of those, the, what are they called?
0: It's the social justice message. Yeah, the, 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 helmet.
1: the six. You can have one of six. And I, I was like, "What do they? Is it mandatory?" Because all the games that I've been watching, that's all I've been seeing, right? Well, so I mentioned it in the last podcast, and I was like, "We we watched the Rams game." I was like, "Okay, let's look at this." Not a single player on the Rams, right? Had or the Colts? There might have been one or two, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, I really, I really feel stupid because."
0: I didn't look for it in that game. I looked for it in the the Packers-Detroit right, no, game.
1: You're right. It was that's the Packers-Detroit game.
0: And we saw one Packers player. We saw one Packers like player.
1: I felt really dumb. I was like, man. <laughs> but apparently, a lot of Buccaneers have it.
0: Yeah, that's where we noticed it, I think.
1: Yeah. And it just popped into my head. I was like, what? Well, is this mandatory? Do they have to have this? So apparently not. It's not mandatory. Uh, just... You know, forget I even said all that. (laughs) math. we go back and scrub history, I'll I'll do that.
0: Memory hole, that one.
1: Okay. The second thing is a fact check and a follow-up. I couldn't quite understand this one. You had said that our secondary was worst in the league, right? Yeah. Stat-wise, I don't know what stat you were looking at. I
0: I wasn't. Someone else tweeted it.
1: Yeah. uh, did not
0: come from me. Don't blame me for that.
1: Uh. Third. I guess
0: I repeated it, so yeah. I have some culpability here. But
1: you made me go through all this effort because of some random tweeter.
0: I think it was a blue check.
1: <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> I trust the unblue checks more than I do the blue checks. I don't
0: know.
1: We we the only thing that our secondary is worse or is top in the, top in the stats is uh we have the most pass attempts against us at 106 in two games. Hmm. That's 50 53 passes a game against our secondary. Hey, wow. That's crazy. Uh guess who's in second?
0: Passes attempted against them? Yes. Um the Falcons.
1: No, nope. Dallas Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> With 91 so okay. they're fifteen down from us in two games. Uh, teams are passing on us a lot, but they're not—they're not doing so well. Uh, we our secondary is ninth in the league for yards per pass, ninth best oh, in the okay. league at 6.6, 6.6 yards per pass. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's—that's uh, that's not really that good at all. Bills are first with four point nine. That's really good. Uh, the average is usually around 11 yards, so it goes to show. Right,
0: but when you're not allowing yardage by the run and then also aren't allowing yardage by the pass, I mean, that's a pretty sweet deal.
1: Yes. Uh, we're fifth for completion percentage, mm. which that's not too bad. I know. Fifth wow. worst, uh Fifth worst
0: at 72.6. Oh, fifth worst?
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so... Uh, the Vikings are first with 77.8. We're fourth in interceptions with four.
0: Mike Edwards have the two. Yeah. Pick sixes. Probably yeah. highest score in defense, too.
1: Probably. Damn near close to it. Uh, Patriots have five interceptions. Yeah. So they're leading the league again.
0: They got to catch up.
1: Yes. We are only one of seven teams that's not given up a 40-plus yard pass. Mm-hmm. How about that? Okay. The longest pass thrown on us has been thirty-one yards and only two other teams have shorter longest passes.
0: Well, I hope we keep that up through Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think we well, I know. I know. But hmm. you know, we did it against Dallas, you know, and they've got some pretty good receivers. And Cooper Cup, different story, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. So uh I have something else I wanna cover. It's not really a fact check or a follow up, but it's something we've talked about a little bit, so we'll we'll consider it a follow up. The taunting. Everybody's freaking out on the taunting and and rightfully so. You know who it was I it?
0: have actually seen people defending it. No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Who
1: you gotta stop hanging out with these people. No, it's on Are?
0: Twitter. I mean <laughs> Same difference. I know. It's like a dumpster fire. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there were people like, you know, we don't want people starting a fight. And I'm like, speak for yourself, a hole.
1: I know, right?
0: We do. We do.
1: We were watching, I think it was the Rams game last night, and I don't like how they've gotten to where they blow the whistle, you know, like when a running back is running and he'll get swarmed with a bunch of people or whatever, and there's still a pile, they're still standing up, and the refs will blow the whistle, you know, for forward momentum or whatever, but, you know, used to, you didn't blow the whistle until the guy was down because you never know if he's going to break loose and pop out and run up, you know, get a big run or whatever. And we're getting robbed of that, you know, with these awesome plays like that. And, you know, I was thinking, well, when are they going to start like blowing the whistle before a tackle? Because they're like, ah, oh, well, you know, he was going to tackle him anyway because that's how they are with the, you know, they're like, well, the running back there's a bunch of people surrounding him he's in a pile he's not going to go anywhere so we're just going to blow the whistle you know when are they going to start doing that with tackle well there was three guys coming at him you know they looked like they were going to get him so i mean they do it with quarterbacks already if you're getting if you're getting sacked they'll blow the whistle before you actually get sacked you know mm-hmm. so i think we're getting robbed of big plays you know like one in 100 plays the guys are going to bust out of the pile and you know, probably make a touchdown. It's going to be spectacular. You know, it's like, ooh. But, you know, refs like to have their their stuff going on.
0: Oh, yeah, their little power trips.
1: Yeah, they're power tripping. Now, with the taunting, who was it that got a taunting penalty last week on our team? Uh,
0: Mike Edwards.
1: Oh, you know, that's right. When he got the interception, he ran in. We, we have no idea what he said, what he did, why it was considered taunting except that he turned around as he was running in and faced.
0: It was the eye contact.
1: That eye contact, yeah. <laughs> he faced Matt Ryan as he was yeah. scoring a touchdown. He it scored hurt a touchdown feeling. in his face. Yeah. Which when I read the rule to you here in a second, you're going to go, yeah, that's what the rule says. You just can't be mean to people. But, uh, oh my God. Jensen got a taunting penalty. Jensen, an offensive lineman in the Dallas game. And again, you don't know what, I mean, what I watched it, and I'm like, what did he do? I have no idea. Did he say something? I don't know. They
0: should have to repeat it over the microphone.
1: <laughs> that would be funny. Bleep it out.
0: <laughs> so but yeah. let you know, we might be more on board with it if we know what they say.
1: Yeah, mic them up. You know, just replay the, that person's mic. Be like, here's what he said. We'd be like, oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. So <laughs> he he talked about that guy's mama. <laughs> But the problem with it is, is that these refs have too much control and it's going to cause because it's going to happen in a playoff game or a big game, you know, where a guy's going to get flagged. No, the fans are going to understand why he got flagged, you know, and it's just going to cause a lot of dissension. Uh, but if you look at the rule, here's the rule. It says that. Uh, taunting, to promote good sportsmanship and respect for opponents, the NFL competition committee, NFL coaches, and the NFL players association all strongly recommended that the taunting of an opponent be a point of emphasis for officials. And that's what they, the little memo that was sent out. Of course,
0: the fucking NFL PA is in on this. That JC Trutter is such he's a horrible. tool. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: I don't know who he's, whose side he's on. And,
0: and I know. Why and, would you agree to that?
1: And, and then the memo goes on. It says, what is taunting? Taunting is any flagrant acts or remarks that deride, mock, bait, or embarrass an opponent.
0: I mean, a touchdown can embarrass them. I
1: know. I mean, all of those are like totally subjective. I mean, like embarrassment. Who? How am I to decide if you're embarrassed? You know, oh, you're embarrassing the pony. Yeah, but I mean,
0: it, I get embarrassed way more easily than you do. It's <laughs> Someone's so, like.
1: so, yeah, so that rule in, in our relationship would be absolutely horrible. I
0: know, very lopsided.
1: Yeah, very lopsided. Uh, but here's the actual rule. It's Rule 12, Section 3, Article 1, Prohibited Acts, Non-Football Act Fouls. That's a mouthful, right? Okay, but, but, but we're going to go, and it says, yes, uh, Such acts, okay. There shall be no unsportsmanlike conduct. This applies to any act which is contrary to the generally understood principles of sportsmanship. Such acts specifically include, among others, throwing a punch or a forearm, kicking an opponent, even though no contact is made.
0: Yeah, I disagree with those too. I know, right?
1: (laughs) Using abusive, threatening, or insulting language or gestures to opponents, teammates, officials, or representatives of the league using baiting or taunting acts or words that may engender ill will between teams. That's that could be a
0: touchdown. <laughs> I mean, what are they doing? Yes,
1: it is insane. It is completely insane. And I didn't look it up, but there's a lot of there's been a lot of taunting penalties this year for sure. And uh, I want to see how many exactly there has been. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. How did this become a thing? I want to know who thought this was a good idea.
0: You know, it's probably J.C. Tretter because everyone on the field is probably talking shit about how bad he is at his job. And he was just like, I can't take the bullying anymore. (laughs) That's my theory.
1: Oh, man, you're ruthless.
0: Yeah, that dude, forget that dude. Like, he sucks.
1: Okay. Another follow-up. Okay. This is the numbering rules. By position. Okay, the committee, whoever they are, the committee.
2: Committee. Have ominous. expanded
1: the numbering rules that allow certain positions to wear single digit numbers which had previously been assigned to quarterbacks, kickers, and punters. The expanded numbers are adjusted as follows Running backs, tight ends, fullbacks, halfbacks, and wide receivers can wear the numbers 1 through 49 and 80 through 89. That's just. Uh, okay. So 1 okay. through 49. Okay. Basically, the only so numbers you can't wear. Up through the
0: line by linebackers. They can't wear lineman numbers.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, they can't wear 50 to 79. That's okay. it. Uh Defensive backs can wear 1 through 49.
0: Okay.
1: Linebackers can wear 1 through 59 and 90 through 99.
0: Oh.
1: Offensive linemen are stuck still with fifty to seventy nine and defensive linemen
0: discrimination.
1: (laughs) Defensive linemen are fifty through seventy nine and ninety through ninety-nine. So the only ones that can wear single digit numbers are linebackers, defensive backs, running backs, tight ends, fullbacks, halfbacks, wide receivers, punters, kickers, and quarterbacks. Basically the only ones that can't are offensive linemen and defensive linemen.
0: But so a quarterback can't go and wear like a Forty
1: nine. I do not know. I don't have the the numbers for a quarterback. I think they have to wear single digits.
0: Yeah. So it
1: ugh. they're very restricted, aren't they?
0: And arbitrary.
1: <laughs> I <know>. And stupid. <laughs> very stupid. So basically, anybody can wear the number one, except for a defensive or offensive lineman.
0: Okay.
1: That doesn't make it any more confusing. No. Yeah. At all. You are in such a good mood today.
0: I am. I'm so crabby <laughs> today. I just you hate everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like, woke up that way.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, Ralph is carrying the podcast today, by the
0: mm-hmm. way. Probably for the best. Oh. Maybe.
1: Oh, also gang signs are outlawed, which is interesting because I want to know who has the list of gang signs. Who Who? I didn't even know gang,
0: gang sign? signs were still a thing. I know. I know. What are they? But I, I don't mean,
1: know. I guess any I hand gesture could be... The term, I guess that what they got to do is they they take a picture of your hand gesture that you did, and then they compare it to a database, probably FBI database for gang signs. You know, and if it's similar, you get fined or penalized. But okay, all, let
0: me ask you: Do these refs know any of the gang signs? They all like, do. Absolutely
1: not. Half the half the refs are Crips. Other half are. <laughs>
0: Do they still even exist? You Crimson was that's from the nineties. Like I don't even. Know.
1: That, that bled into the two thousands, didn't it? I don't
0: know. Are there I any games anymore? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I know nothing. I
1: don't, I don't know. I don't know either.
0: I live a very sheltered life, apparently.
1: <laughs> uh Two taunting penalties. This this is crazy. Well, I started watching this with the the uh, the games. You know, when you get a taunting penalty, they say. That's the, this person's first personal foul. They get another one. They, they're disqualified from the game. Yeah. For taunting? Yeah. So two taunting penalties bit- com- committed by an individual player result in an ejection. In addition, the taunting player may be subject to additional discipline depending on the severity of the action. How, okay, honestly, how severe can taunting be? I, I guess maybe if you, like, pulled out a severed head out of a bag you know, but then that would be using props, too. So that's illegal.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I guess it just depends on how, how cheeky you are with your insults.
1: Cheeky. All right. Let's let's get let's write that. The fact checks follow ups are all done. We're 20 <laughs> minutes into those podcasts. We got a lot to cover. I
0: can do a whole thing on this taunting thing. Well, I think I could, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I should have warned you before I brought it up. <laughs> It is so ridiculous, and I don't—I I really, 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 really do not like it because you don't know what the penalty is. You know what they what what they do? What they do? I don't know.
0: We need more transparency.
1: All right, we got more Buccaneers news. What you got, Molly?
0: All right, I'm just gonna go down the list. Do it. Huh? Uh, the 2022 Hall of Fame nominees have been named, and. Rondé Barber, Michael Allstott, Simeon Rice, and Hardy Nickerson are there for the Buccaneers. So this is the preliminary 122 nominees. So this is the first round.
1: Sweet, man. Hardy Nickerson. He's the reason why I became a Buccaneers fan. And then Mike Allstott, Simeon Rice, he's been trying to get in forever. I don't think he ever will.
0: There was some kind of promotional graphic where they got Hardy Nickerson's name wrong in it. They put it Sam Nickerson- senior and he was like that's not my name and they pointed it out on twitter to whoever had tweeted it out to begin with the committee they, yeah the committee <laughs> they republished the image his name was not fixed
1: so. <laughs> these guys are top of the line
0: i know i'm surprised they can uh, yeah. it'll be interesting <laughs> to
1: see if mike allstock gets in uh, he deserves to get in he's like the last of the fullbacks but
0: well, I, they said that he's been nominated so many times; like it's a long shot that it's yeah he's gonna make it.
1: Yeah, all these guys have been, except Rondé. This is only Rondé's right. second or third time.
0: I think it's third. Okay. Uh, we made some roster moves. We signed wide receiver John Hurst, who was with the team uh, on the practice squad last year. And cornerback Rashard Robinson to the practice squad. So, Hurst, he was with the Chargers in training camp this year and preseason. Hmm. And then was cut, so now we brought him. And then Robinson, he was with, let's see, he was drafted by the 49ers in 2016. He played for the 49ers, the Jets, and the Cowboys. He played with the Cowboys in 2020. So we added him to the practice squad as well. And then we announced... Oh, also, we brought Elijah Ponder, the outside linebacker, back onto the practice squad Hmm. as well. And let me see. We have a few guys who are now on the COVID list. The... um. Kevin Minter, who he was on it last year. Hmm. Remember? We lost him to it. So, And then Travis Johnson as well.
1: Is Antonio Brown still?
0: Yeah. And Antonio Brown. And we also released cornerback Herb Miller from the practice squad. Hmm. Hmm. So the guys who are on the COVID list, you know, are 100% vaccinated. <laughs> and so if any of them... They just need to be asymptomatic and then test negative within 24 hours. Twice. To test. Yeah. yeah, within 24 hours. And then they can potentially play on Sunday. I don't know if that's happened. Mm. We will see. You know, the big one is Antonio Brown, but we have so much depth at the wide receiver position. Yeah. It's just not even, I mean, it don't matter, but mm. not, you know, we're yeah. fine. Yeah. We'll be fine.
1: We'll be fine.
0: We'll be fine. And then Tom mm-hmm. Brady got the FedEx Air Player of the Week again. Again. The second week in a row. Boom. I know and then five touchdowns will do that for you. Yeah. yeah. And then Mike Edwards is the defensive player <gasps> and the NFC defensive player of the week. Of course. He's right. Matt Ryan's leading touchdown receiver. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. Oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, yesterday when I was following Buccaneers news, uh, there's been a kerfuffle about us getting Richard Sherman. Any update on that?
0: No, there were just rumors circulating, I think even over the weekend. So it's been a little bit of time. Bruce Arians
1: has come out and said they've been kicking the tires on him. Yeah. reached out to him and stuff.
0: Right. So no updates there, but yes, Bruce Arians confirmed that it's true. They did reach out to him, and I heard three teams reached out. So what's Some,
1: what's he waiting on? Who
0: knows? Who knows? So I guess he's not playing this year, would be my.
1: Apparently not.
0: If Teams are reaching out.
1: Who was he? Who was he with last?
0: I want to say San Francisco. Okay. Right. know. I know.
1: Don't know. He was great in his prime. Don't know how he would be now. I know,
0: I know. I wonder uh, what the issue is.
1: We could. It couldn't hurt us to have a little bit of veteran experience back there.
0: I agree. I think I recall him being a little sassy uh with teams, a little outspoken on oh, yeah, the podium in oh, yeah. in years past. You know, they always blow that stuff up when players do that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, trying to keep them in line.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the media just. Draws attention to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes probably unnecessarily, but that's what I recall. Yes. The Packers grabbed outside linebacker Ladarius Hamilton off of our practice squad. Bastards. I know. Signed one of our guys.
1: They need all the defense they could get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the our game this weekend is the only matchup of 2-0 and o teams.
1: Ooh, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, one of us is going to walk away with a loss. Yeah. One of us is going to be 2 and 1. Uh, poor Rams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and only, this is Greg Oman, only seven teams out of 32 remain undefeated. Boom.
1: Yeah, and most of them were in the NFC West. Are they? I can't remember.
0: Oh man, you're gonna have I to do so. a fact check on that.
1: I'm gonna do it right now. You you look That's stuff That's
0: a big one.
1: Oh, I got it right to here.
0: Fact check. Okay.
1: Yeah, three of them are in NFC West.
0: Mm. Cool.
1: The NFC West has the most undefeated. Uh, we've got two: us and Carolina.
0: Yeah, and Carolina plays tonight against Houston.
1: I've got their defense. I had the Rams defense in my fantasy football, but I'm not playing them against the no. Buccaneers. So I, I picked up uh, Carolina. We'll see. I hate rooting for Carolina. It's going to be hard for me. Yeah. Anyhow, how you doing over there? You got uh, more Buccaneers news?
0: Okay, just two more things. Well, three more things. And this it all relates to the preview. So I don't know if you want me to wait. For the preview for
1: this, yeah, just wait. Okay. So we can to throw that in there real quick. We gotta, we okay. gotta zip right along. We're halfway through the podcast already. I haven't even got to the beginning of the notes. Just
0: flying by.
1: Yeah, real quick. League news? Anything? Nope,
0: nothing.
1: Only thing I gotta say is Greg Olson was absolutely great in the booth.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed him. I mean, he was Fantastic. just flawless. Yes. Really.
1: It, he spoke well. He really added a lot to the game. We were sitting there going, "Who is this announcer? He's really good." And then they they said it was Greg Olson. We were like, "What?" Because we all, me and you, have ragged on Greg Olson ever since that. Was it? Was it uh, inside the it's NFL hard knocks or hard
0: knocks? But what's he? He's always been with Carolina, right?
1: I think he he went somewhere else for like a year.
0: Was he yeah, I Seattle, can't remember what he, t- that's what I want to say is Seattle. And it, cause it wasn't hard knocks with Carolina, I don't think. And he, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> with he that was, hard knocks, it was it clear. Was hard
1: yeah,
0: yeah, it was clear that.
1: Seattle, yeah. He played at Seattle. Okay.
0: It was clear that the rest of his team did not want to be around him. Like oh, no. he was one of those guys. He was super awkward, didn't know that he was awkward. Mm-hmm. A little irritating. And Very then irritating. They showed him at his coaching his son's Sons. They're, like, they're like team. five, six, they're seven, like eight five, years old. five, and he has talked to them like they're grown-ass men in the NFL. He's,
1: he was yelling at them as though. He stuff.
0: was yelling and chewing them out, and it was bad. You were like, dude, know your audience here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, well, he,
0: kids are crying. Well, I don't know about that.
1: Uh, Chicago, he played for Chicago for four years before he went to Carolina.
0: Really? Yeah, and then he, he played for the NFL Carolina so for 10
1: years. And then played in yeah. Seattle last year, but what? yeah, he was he was fantastic in the booth. I mean, it was really I enjoyed listening to him. Yeah, and I, I don't say that often.
0: He he added a lot to the commentary. I thought
1: very yeah, very very good. I mean it it it, it was completely shocking. I did not expect it coming from him, for one, and two. two I was uh just really impressed with how well he. Uh, it, it usually it takes these guys a few years to get comfortable announcing a game.
0: Yeah, like Rondé was horrible at first.
1: Yeah, and he still got a ways to go. Yeah. But I mean, Greg Olson was. It was like he was just made for this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What was that Monday Monday Night Football, right?
0: No, that was our game. That was our game. Yeah. Really? Against Selena. Yes. Huh.
1: Well, hats off to you, Greg Olson. The only time you're ever going to hear me say that.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) At least he's not lined up against us.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's get into uh, this game film. What do we see with the Dallas Cowboys? Do you recall what our thoughts were after the game?
0: Oh, I had a list. Hold on.
1: Okay. Go through your list. I, I guess I should ask you to bring that up before I put you in the spotlight.
0: Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. So I said injuries to the secondary. Uh, the refs suck. Mm-hmm. Did they sedate B.A.? I hope you can answer that. <laughs> uh, the interceptions were not Brady's fault. So the one was a Hail Mary. The other one was off of Fournette's hands. Uh, the Rojo fumble. And then the Chris Godwin fumble in the fourth quarter was mm-hmm. devastating. Yeah. So yeah. those were my notes.
1: Yeah, opinion looked good. Uh, the refs sucked, these are my notes, from watching the game live. Uh, See, Dallas had a complete different game plan than they usually play, and they abandoned the run and threw quick to the outside, closer game than expected. And, of course, we had a a whole podcast on it and everything. Uh, Pretty much what I saw in the game film kind of matched up with what we – saw live there were a few things that were different one our special teams is rocking it i mean yes uh these guys are blocking and tackling out there and our our punts not not our punts yes our punts and our field goal no our field goals sorry our field goals we have our first team defense out there we did in that game with Dallas. And on a few punts we did too. Really? Yeah, because I think we expected them to maybe try and go for it on fourth down. Oh. But
0: got like tricky. It's
1: very strange on our field goals that we have our we had our first team defense out there. Now, uh, on we've changed up some of our things when we're kicking field goals. We have Vita Vea and Nacho on the right-hand side. Now, you know, I said, pointed out last year, that was a real problem. Uh, I think we had Josh Wells. No, Josh Wells was on the left. I think it was worse. So I can't remember. Uh, but they, they just weren't getting enough extension out. And mm-hmm. now we've got Vita and Nacho out there. And they're just, they're <laughs> blowing up everybody. It's, it's hilarious.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. So we, we don't have to worry about guys coming around the outside on us throwing field goals and blocking the kicks. Oh. Our special teams are Kick returns and punt returns, they're doing great, man. Those guys are doing great. They're they're down there, they're blocking great, they're tackling great. That guy, 49, Stuart, Mr. Irrelevant, or 48. Mm-hmm. Is it 48 or 49? He is 48. He is he's just fun to watch. That guy he he's like it's
0: the hair flying. It's That's the, what made Palomalu is so memorable. Yes, <laughs>
1: it, it, he looks like he has so much energy, but I think it's just the hair flopping around. You know,
0: it but, looks like a cape, it's like a cape,
1: <laughs> a neck cape, <laughs> neck and shoulder. But he does. He just he just he's just running around out there and just looks like he's having a time of his life. Uh, there was one kick uh, we did that was a touchback and it didn't matter he ran all the way down the field just just a, st- you could just picture a big smile on his face he was just like I'm running down the field in the NFL game and uh, he just ran all the way down out through the end zone almost went into the tunnel <laughs> on a, on a uh, touchback <laughs> just, but he, he's, he's fun to watch uh, I, li- I like watching him he just seems like he's got so much energy out there he wants to make a play But our special teams are have have changed their whole thing. It's like You know,
0: we brought Keith Tandy in.
1: Yes. Yes. And they're playing. They're playing like Keith Tandy. They are they are keying on people to block and they are going after that person no matter what. (laughs) They they will climb over people to go and get that person. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why Mickens has had such great runs because they're opening up holes for this guy. So I'm excited about that.
0: You know, that's kind of interesting too. Poor Mickens. Here it was, we were talking crap about him mm-hmm. all last year, like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. let's upgrade there," and maybe it's just he couldn't get nobody to block for well, him. That
1: was definitely a thing. Yeah. You know, because we we bitched about that all year long,
0: mm-hmm.
1: blocking and tackling was, and the tackling's gotten better too. So mm-hmm. happy okay. about that. Happy about that
0: it, because it did not show up in preseason either.
1: No, no, Peter, the preseason is going
0: to look just as bad as before.
1: Yep, yep, yep. And now they've got Mickens. I don't know who's going to be returning punts now. Is you know they they threw Antonio Brown back there one time. They had Scotty Miller. They didn't uh, one of the running backs return a kick one time? I can't remember. But it seems like they're kind of. I don't know if Mickens got hurt or if he was winded or what, but. They were throwing other guys back there in the return duties. Well,
0: I just pulled up the depth chart, and Mickens is starting at returner. And then Jalen Darden is second. Okay. And then we got third, Scotty Miller on punt returns and Tyler Johnson on kick returns.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dallas is going to miss number 90, Demarcus Lawrence. He's probably the best player they've got on defense. Oh,
0: yeah. How is the game film against Worf's?
1: It wasn't as bad, near as bad, as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Lawrence is good, but uh, he didn't beat worse as much as I thought he did. Werfs had a pretty decent game.
0: Oh, okay. Because, yeah, it seemed like on the first go-around, Tristan Werfs, I can recall a couple of times mm-hmm. where he was on the ground or yeah. away from the play. Yeah, it looked no, like he got beat.
1: Our offensive line played great. Great. I mean, Brady was rarely rushed. I I am not even sure if he got hit once. You yeah. know uh but the offense line played great. They they didn't they were not much of a threat at all to our offensive line. Uh let me see. Uh, our secondary this is a you know people people really gave Dean a hard time and uh, 43 Cockrell. Yes. You know, and said so they got burned and all that. And, and <clears> I, I, I didn't really see that on film. Now, uh, Dean did give up a couple of plays where you're like, man. But it wasn't, he didn't get beat. He just didn't try hard enough. You know, and that's, that's the thing I've got with Dean. He doesn't seem to get that oomph when he needs to. You know, he'll just kind of like, oh, okay, well, he caught the ball. So what? Next play. You know, it's, it, there was a couple times where he could have had interceptions if he would have just tried. But, you know. The Cockrell, the, the the biggest problem our secondary had was communication and just screw-ups in the backfield. It wasn't that our guys were getting beat. It was that our guys were getting confused as to who was covering what. Mm-hmm. That's what happened almost every time they got beat.
0: Well, and I think that that's what happens when you have your backups And You know, I think when you have your starters, it's, you know, they have Mm -hmm. the rapport and they're used to playing with each other and then you get guys in there replacing others. I know Dean gets a lot of reps typically during a game, Mm -hmm. so that probably isn't an excuse for him, but Ross Cockrell, I think it probably applies.
1: Yeah, well, with Dean, I didn't see... And I looked really hard and I didn't see where he was getting beat. You know, it, like I said, it was more of a just a lack of oomph when the ball was coming. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the guys were blowing past him or anything of that, that nature. Dow SMB, you know, he ended up getting his elbow dislocated later in the game. He was playing horrible. Before then, yes. Remember this happened last year where we were like, S D is just not playing good out there. And then he gets to the playoffs, and he was a master. But he had quite a few plays where, I mean, the coaches were just screaming at him because he screwed up so bad. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I put one of them in the the Tiffy thing because I I couldn't even – I couldn't tell. That's one thing about Todd Bowles' defense. It's really hard to figure out what he's doing pre- or post-snap. Uh, these guys just kind of go all over the place, but at first it was a. So we we had Dallas backed up on their their end zone. It was this was when Pinion dropped that punt into two, right? The first play they did, uh, I, I can't remember if it was C.D. Lamb or Cooper, he ended up catching like a, a 15, 20 yard pass, and. It looked like on the game film, my first impression was that Devontae David screwed it up uh, because it looked like they were playing kind of man coverage, and that was Devontae's man. And then I was like, why in the world would they have Levante David on a wide receiver like that? But anyhow, after the play, the coaches, Winfield, Levante David, Devin White— all immediately started yelling at S and B. Oh
2: my god! So I was
1: like, "Oh, what the happened there?" It was unanimous. Yeah, it, they was were all like, dude. it was completely and it was <laughs> it was immediate, man. As soon as the play was over, it was just like they just went. Moof. So I rewound it and watched it with that in mind, and I was like, "Oh, well, obviously, yeah, he screwed up. It was a cover three, which we played a lot of cover three against Dallas. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but he." He was supposed to drop back. Levante David was supposed to stay up, cover the flat. And instead, SMB stayed up, and covered the flat with Levante David. And, um. you know, the guy ran right by Levante David. Well, that was, you know, SMB was supposed to be back there covering him. Luckily, Winfield came over and got the tackle, which I got to say this about Winfield. He's just amazing. He's amazing that he is, that he plays like a 20 year vet he just doesn't make mistakes back there. He's, he's all, if you will watch, he's always around the ball, you know, it's like, and it's because he knows what he sees where it's going. He runs over there to it. And if, you know, somebody doesn't make the tackle, he's there to clean it up. And that was the case here. You know, the, the the wide receiver was wide open. He, I mean, he was going, he was blazing down the field and Winfield saw that, there was a mistake, so he ran over there and just clobbered the guy.
0: What an incredible mentor his dad has to be. I know, right? Like, we would, any of us would be so lucky to have somebody like that in our corner. It reminds
1: me of, like, Serena Williams' dad or yeah. Tiger Woods' dad. You know, it was like, I'm going to raise you to be a mm-hmm. superstar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, Winfield is just amazing. But, yes, we played cover three quite a bit, especially in the first half, because we wanted to stop their long ball, you know, with the, those – speedy fast wide receivers they got. And then we played heavy up front to stop the run. And that left the sides open, you know. So they were taking advantage of that. But, you know, if you look at the the stats and everything, they did not get a lot of long balls on us. You know, we we kept them in check. You know, it was like you you can get these passes, but you know, they're not going to be for long and they're going to be short and they're going to be in front of us. So uh, it was it was a pretty good game plan. I, I got to hand it to Dallas; they did a great masterful job at game planning this offensively. And the Dak Prescott did play great. I mean, he was accurate. He'd make great decisions. And I don't think he held that ball for longer than three seconds that whole game. Um, I would <laughs> That's say crazy. Yeah, he couldn't, I mean, and he got hit a lot. We were hitting him a lot, and he was getting rid of that ball in you know two three steps. He would he'd back up, zig it, throw it. Back up, zing it, throw it. And we were still getting to it that fast. Uh, we we blitzed more than we normally do, I think. Uh, we had mm-hmm. quite a few blitzes. Uh, but the, the way they did some of the they, – they were really setting up some great plays with their throwing it to the outside. Mm-hmm. They – and, and they caught us on quite a few things. Uh, for one, here's another mistake by SMB, but it really wasn't a mistake as much as it was just it was a really good play call. You know, they kept throwing these passes to the outside, right? These little short little passes. And they would have one receiver would block and one receiver would, you know, stand back, wait for the ball, catch it, and then run. They, they just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. Well, they were setting this play up, and it was really great – So they had it set up. They had two wide receivers out to the far left. Uh, They they hike the ball. Dak Prescott turns around, and I think it was C.D. Lamb. uh, He turns and puts his hands up like he's going to catch it. You know, like here, throw me the ball. And Dak Prescott goes and pump fakes to him. But when he does that, S.M.B. comes running up. You know, because he's going to tackle C.D. Lamb when he catches the ball. And Dak Prescott pump faked. And CeeDee Lamb turned around and blazed down the field and got past. he blew right past SMB because SMB was running towards him. Oh no. Yeah. And it was beautiful, it was a beautiful play. And Dak, Dak you know, he, he pumped fake. Sold it. Yes. Yes, they were setting it up this whole time. He pumped fake to the guy, and then he drew back and immediately, without even looking, turned around and threw it downfield to where this guy, to where C. D. Lamb was going. And he ended up getting a pretty big Pretty big catch out of it, but of course Winfield was there and clobbered him, so it didn't <laughs> go too far. But but they it was a great game plan by them, it really was. Huh. Uh, but we coming out in the second half, we shut those little short passes down immediately. And it was like we we adjusted, and it was it was stupid how they uh, they kept they kept trying to do it, and we were just just breaking them up like crazy. Uh, uh, Adams and Davis mm-hmm. we're just all over the place with <laughs> Yes. Uh Jack Barrett he had eight dropbacks on 71 snaps. Uh, I don't know. like that. No. No. And it looks like Tryon is eating into his snaps instead really? of JPP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and I know it's a lot more in the I looked at the snaps in, snap counts in week two, and Shaq's was even lower and Tryon's was higher. So he's he's eaten into Shaq Barrett's uh, snaps. But Shaq Barrett was he dropped back eight times, which is it's just it's too much. It's too much. And you know, you figure out a 71 defensive snaps, you, you probably three quarters of them are passes, so you know, I would say fifty passing snaps, you know, he's out there uh, for probably 40 of them. And then out of those, eight of them, he's dropping back into coverage. So, you know, you're only leaving him out there for the 30, 35 rushing, you know, trying to get to the quarterback. And that's just not enough. Although he was getting, he was getting there. When he was there, he was getting there. Him and Vito were eating that stuff up. Uh, the refs were not as bad as I thought they were.
0: <laughs> okay, so they got what a C plus.
1: Yes, nah, no, yeah. no. Uh, after that game, I thought I was like, I gave them a failing grade for sure. So I'd give them a D. You know, uh, there was eight uncalled holding penalties. One of those was on the Bucks. But other than that, pretty pretty good game. Surprisingly, there was a couple penalties that they called that I was like, yeah, that was bull crap but uh, they, did, they didn't miss as many as I thought. Now, eight's a lot. That's seven seven holding penalties. They didn't call on the Dallas Cowboys. I had, I had a couple of them in the Tiffy videos, that you can see. There was one where uh, Devin White was coming in, and he blew up Ezekiel Elliott, who tried to block him. Devin White put a shoulder into him, and oh, no. as Ezekiel was falling back, he grabs hold of Devin White by the jersey and pulls him. And, I mean, Devin White was going straight for the quarterback. And then on the other same time, Shaq Barrett had beaten his guy, 71, and it was, it was a beautiful move. He faked he was going to the outside and came to the inside, and the guy was just caught totally off guard. So he reached out and grabbed hold of Shaq Barrett. And so you have two guys being held, and the referee standing right there looking at them. And they're both going towards the quarterback. and it. If either one of them hadn't gotten held, they would have gotten to the Dak Prescott. Mm. Uh, Anyhow. So the refs weren't near as bad as I thought they were. They weren't great. Yeah. But they weren't horribly bad. Let me see. We got 13 minutes left. And there's so much I could say about this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll have to... I have to go through my my notes and pull out stuff later for a podcast down the line okay but you know they 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 didn't really throw deep on us a whole lot because we kept them from pulling on deep but when they did throw deep we intercepted them <laughs> you know uh, that there was one in they got a touchdown I think it was CD lamb again they got a touchdown and it was on Cockerel. You know, and it's the one where everybody was like, "Oh, Cockrell got beaten." Everything. It's not what happened. Uh, it was again miscommunication. They were playing man coverage, which we did not play a lot of man coverage. We only played a little, very small amount of man coverage, and we were playing man coverage. Cockrell was following, I think it's number eleven, number one. I can't remember. He was following this this receiver who went into motion, right? So he's following, he's running with the guy in motion. And you've got uh, Dean's lined up with Amari Cooper. Um, uh, Edwards was lined up with somebody. And so Cockrell is behind their back, kind of back where the middle linebackers stand. He's about that far back. But he's running with this receiver that's going in motion. So that's his guy, you know, not CeeDee Lamb. Uh, C.D. Lamb was the one, C.D. Lamb was the one Dean was supposed to be covering. So anyhow, uh, the ball snaps. Cockerell's guy comes running out. And Edwards covers his guy. Well, Dean takes Cockerell's guy. And that leaves the guy that Dean was supposed to take, C.D. Lamb, shooting down the field. And Cockerell, was like you, you could kind of see him. You know, he's like, oh, you know, oh my gosh, you know, this guy. I need to cover this guy instead of that guy. Dean took that guy. You know, it, it was definitely a, a miscommunication problem. So Cockrell, the guy got past Cockrell, but Cockrell caught up to him. And if you look at the leg, Cockrell was right there. I mean, his his hand it was six inches from that ball when he caught it. It was a great catch, great pass, and and pretty good defense. But it wasn't Cockrell's fault. You know, he didn't get beat. He got uh, – Dean took his guy <laughs> in man coverage. And Cocker was actually – I was very impressed with how he picked up on it, was able to adjust as fast as he did to stay with C.D. Lamb. So.
0: And then he was almost there.
1: Yeah, he he was right there when the ball got there. I mean, he had his hand, you know, within six inches of batting that ball away. But, he I mean, he was like draped on the back of – C.D. Lamb, he had caught up with him. So I, you know, I definitely am not going to say that was Cockrell getting beat. So we, you know, we we did a lot better than I thought we did in the secondary. the The biggest issues was communication problems, and I showed a, a couple of them in the Tiffies where you could see it's obvious those guys were confused as to what was going on. And uh, like I said, the uh, the one where S.M.B. got beat on that. Play that would that was just a great play by Dallas, you know, I really like that one. But there was a couple of plays where you could, you could just tell that they were confused, and uh, Smb was not playing well, you know. And when Cockrell came in, took his place, and Dean, you know, they they it was it was almost an upgrade, you know. Um,
0: they got the job done. They got the, the job part. done.
1: Yeah, Adams was playing great. Andrew Adams, he was out there lighting it up when he was playing.
0: I do feel like he's one of those that takes his opportunities and makes the most of them.
1: Hmm, yeah. Yes, okay, let me look through real quick, uh, see if there's anything I missed that I wanted to talk about. Boom, boom, boom. I can't see anything that's popping out. I mean, there's plenty here, but we got to we gotta move on. We only got a few minutes left. All right, uh, what do you got to say about... rams game
0: okay a couple things let me say let me go back to my news real quick the okay so we've got our injury well let me say the broadcast we're gonna have troy aikman joe buck and aaron andrews so it's on fox this weekend so that's our crew mouth breathing (laughs) troy aikman (laughs) And then, so we have an injury report. Um, let me see. Okay, here we go. My current one, Jaden Mickens. Oh, here we go. Uh, abdomen injury. He hasn't practiced all week. Steve McClendon got a Veterans Day on Thursday. And then JPP. This one is a little concerning. He is listed on the injury report with a hand injury which he had last week but then they added a shoulder injury this week and he has not practiced all week and then people on twitter pointed out that his instagram showed him on the stairs of like a private jet and there were mountains in the background and he had said something about setbacks in there and so apparently he's got the shoulder injury and ba said he got a second opinion and the doctor recommended rest for the shoulder so we're not quite clear on what the injury is we're not quite clear on how long he's supposed to be resting. i mean it doesn't sound promising to me that JPP is going to play, but... Really? Yeah, just from the sound of it, when they're saying rest, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, he's going to rest it for two days and then be ready? I don't know.
1: That's JPP, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I know, but he's a, he's a freak. But right. it just seems to me like it's a... Requires rest, so. Right?
1: Well, we're we're probably going to have a few games here and there throughout the season where we we let veterans or we let guys rest. Yeah. We're going to give guys by weeks, right. you know, because this is a seventeen game, seventeen week season now. Uh, I think we're going to have you know <clears throat> we'll probably uh, probably one guy a week will start getting you know uh, an off week.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And so if he doesn't play this weekend, I I wouldn't be surprised. It's mm. my point. Mm. And, you know, we have Joe Tryon. So there we go. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think it's ideal that it happens early in the season like this versus later when we're fighting for seeding or a play. I don't think a playoff spot. I don't think we'll be fighting for that, but there's a potential there. Home Hmm. field advantage, whatever. On the Rams' side, their offensive lineman, Andrew Whitworth, and defensive lineman Aaron Donald were given veteran days on Wednesday, so they didn't practice. Outside linebacker Leonard Floyd. Floyd has an ankle injury. He did not practice Wednesday. And then Daryl Henderson Jr., their second string running back, he has a rib injury. He did not practice. It's west coast. It's about 5 o'clock on the west coast right now. So we don't have their injury report yet for Thursday. The So a couple things I will note with the Rams, which this... I completely, I think I had seen this in the preseason, maybe, and then it didn't occur to me until we watched them play the Colts, is that Raheem Morris is their defensive coordinator. For the Rams? For the Rams. Ooh. Former Buccaneer head coach. Interesting. The Youngery team.
1: He's their defensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Which I can't believe after his performance at Atlanta, anyone would hire him.
1: <laughs> I can't believe after his performance with the Buccaneers, anybody would hire
0: him. I know, but uh. here we are. So I'm looking at their roster and on the offensive side of the ball, there were not many changes. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got their wide receiver core, uh, their bulk of the work comes from Cooper Cup and Romer Woods. And last season they had, um, oh, Cooper Cup ended the season on IR, that's why. Well, and then now they've got a third receiver who they drafted in 2020 in the second round, Van Jefferson. So he's, that kind of makes up their wide receiver core. They also have Deshaun Jackson on their roster. I know. What? I know. I had to click and see if it was the Deshaun it, Jackson. It is the yes, Yes. It is the Deshaun Jackson. Wait,
1: I mean, what is he, like third stringer or
0: something? Second string. So he's behind this Van Jefferson.
1: Has he played any?
0: I don't I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So we may see him. I don't know.
1: Wow. So Deshaun Jackson and Raheem Morris.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: it's like an old reunion
0: yeah they've got their offensive line is pretty much the same from last year except for their center left Austin Blythe he left at the end of 2020 but then their new center is Brian Allen who was their backup center behind Austin Blythe so he's familiar with the system Mm. he's played with them it's probably not a huge liability there and then their tight end is the same, Tyler Higbee. And the big quarterback change, Jared Goff hmm. last year. Now they have Matt Stafford. They also changed their starting running back. They got Sony Michelle from the Patriots. He's their starting running back. Mm. And then they have this Daryl Henderson character who I've seen a lot from when we watched the Colts game. He was pretty active Mm -hmm. in that game. I cannot figure out what the heck is going on with their defense as far as the roster goes from looking at the roster. Like it looks to me, what is a Will? W I Weekside side linebacker. So they have a left defensive end, nose tackle, defensive tackle, weak side linebacker, strong side linebacker, inside linebacker, inside linebacker. So they have four inside linebackers. So a three-four, I'm presuming.
1: Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked at. I know <clears throat> it's
0: real weird looking. I thought they ran me. a
1: four-three, but.
0: Well, they did last year, but they got Raheem. Back. Raheem
1: being well, he yeah. al- he always ran a four-three.
0: Did he? Yeah, I don't. I can't tell what the heck's going on with his defense. Hmm. I have no idea. Maybe you can look at it. And so they have had some turnover there. Um. Not not too much, but enough, I would say. And it's a new system under Raheem. So, but they, we watched the Colts game, and. It was not bad. It was a, it was actually a good game. It was kind of an exciting game. The Colts really held on. I thought really well, considering they have Carson Wentz, and he played well. No, I I joke, but he did play well, even with his dainty little ankles. <laughs> and it was a good game. It was a good back and forth the Colts were never out of it it was close and um it was exciting mm-hmm. so it finished 27-24 and the Rams squeaked it out and um it w- it was fun yeah it was a fun game
1: yeah i think uh, i think it would be interesting if we got Fournette heavily involved in this game you know uh they got a pretty good secondary they got a great defensive line.
0: Yeah, they got Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. in the secondary.
1: So, it'd be it'd be it'd be fun to run it on them. You know, uh, they wouldn't expect that for us to come out running it, but we're not going to do it. I mean, <laughs> this is,
0: no, guys, we're not a running team. We are
1: not a running team. Uh, I think we're just going to do what we do, you know, and see if they can keep up with us.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be the key to the game is just being able to. Go tit for tat with them, and that's what the Colts really did, and kept it close pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of, you know, Rams score, Colts would answer, and it was just a back and forth the whole time. So I think we have to do that as well. Yes, uh, the their receivers are excellent. You know, they burned us last yes. year, Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, and the they're, they're, woods—they're real dangerous with yards to the catch. You know, I mean, they're they're wily.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were throwing bombs down the middle. Yeah, against the Colts, so yeah.
1: no, they they ain't scared of throwing it deep.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm not um, I'm I'm a little nervous about this one, and I do think it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Frankly,
1: yeah, I. This is the one I've been kind of regretting this whole season. It, it, it's the one I think that you know had the, the, the Rams. I think we're a better team, you know. But if we bring our B game and they bring their A game, we're probably going to lose it, you know. Uh, it's we we have to we have to play well. It, that's that's considering that they play well, you know. If they don't play well, they, they don't have a chance to beat us. Everybody's going to have to bring their A plus game to beat us, but the Rams are the only ones where I feel like you know most teams. If we bring our B game, we can beat them. The Rams are the only team I feel like if we bring our B game, they can beat us. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, You know it's 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 going to be a it's going to be a tough one. You know, we're what is this? We've won ten in a row now. Is that right? I don't know. It's
0: 10 or 11. Sounds good to me. I don't know.
1: We've got the record for 30-plus games at how many? Nine. Nine? (laughs) You know how hard this is to do? I mean, just the odds of it happening again against a team like the Rams is going to be really low. Uh, But, you know, I, I just can't pick against the Buccaneers. Not this Buccaneers team. I just can't do it. You know, if we start firing on all cylinders, if we have a good game, if we bring our A game, then nobody can beat us. I don't care what you bring. Mm-hmm. So if we play well, we will win. It's that simple. It's really on how we play. Uh, you you want to pick? You want to make your picks?
0: Yeah, I just want to know really quick that, they do have home field advantage. There mm-hmm. is a time difference. So mm-hmm. there's likely going to be some jet lag. But it's a 4 o'clock game. So for the jet lag, I mean, it's a 3-hour time difference. So it's like it'll be East Coast time. It'll be about one thirty. So I don't know that the jet lag will have that much of an impact on the game. But, again, it's just something we need to be cognizant of.
1: Yes, yeah, so this will be our 11th win. This is our... We've won ten games we've won nine ten we've won ten games in a row. we've won nine games in a row with thirty plus points. You know how freaking hard this is to do you know just let alone win games in a row, but to win that many in a row and then plus at thirty plus points. so are we going to keep that streak up? Do you yes. think we're going to put I think up? so
0: I have a score prediction okay you ready
1: let's do it we do, let's do yeah, score predictions she- and wrap it up. We're already yeah. over time here I
0: know. Uh, okay so i'm gonna go 33 31 buccaneers Woo, it's yeah. gonna be a close one we're gonna squeak it out though
1: oh <laughs> man <laughs> you know
0: you want to do it too don't you Uh are, or are you gonna be the debbie downer
1: man you know i was gonna go i was gonna say we weren't gonna score 30.
0: it's possible because that defense is phenomenal
1: that defense is phenomenal but Right. The,
0: but the Colts put the up twenty four points. Yeah, so and like football math, we are like <laughs> way better than the Colts. So,
1: <laughs> right, that's how I feel. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, and the uh, the let's see, the Bears put up fourteen. The Colts put up twenty four. We're better than both of those teams,
0: like exponentially better. Gosh,
1: you went thirty three, thirty one. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be an extremely close game. I, I do that about that. Yeah,
0: I almost was going to say thirty-three, thirty-two. Like I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be close. I think either way.
1: All right, I'm I'm going to go. Gosh, I don't know, man. Just man. say
0: what you think. What?
1: But you know, I mean, if we hit on all cylinders, we will dominate. Just, I think
0: we're less likely to hit on all cylinders this time of year. Yeah. I think the Rams, just based on where we are in this season right now, have a better shot than they would, you know, seeing us later on. Yeah. Because I just don't think we're hitting on all cylinders yet.
1: Hmm. Man, see, this is, a, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. I'll tell you what. Here, Here's what I'm going to say.
0: Okay. Let's I'm,
1: I'm going to say You build
0: up the anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> you want a phone a friend
1: I, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna say twenty eight, twenty seven buccaneers
0: okay all right i like it i don't
1: think we're gonna score 30 yeah it's not that i don't think we can score 30 i just think that we are on a long streak that's really hard to maintain and you know we have to um we're playing a really good team. Mm-hmm. So I think all that together is going to ruin some of our streaks. And the one I hope it ruins is the 30-plus points and not the win streak. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm with you. There you go. Could you imagine if we go through, if we go undefeated, all the way through the playoffs in the Super Bowl, that will be 17, 18, 19, 20. Let's say where, where are we at now? We're at 10-game streak.
0: I don't ten, know.
1: 10 games. Okay. Well
0: I can't do the math right now. <laughs> counting yeah. is hard.
1: So the Buccaneers we have the longest losing streak in NFL history. And but we could have the longest winning streak in NFL history here in a little bit. Okay. That's All right. Point I I'm like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh you know if we if we are to if we win 20 games this year plus add the Games from last year. That'll be like 28 games wow. in a row, 26, somewhere in that area. That
0: is like impossible. I know. What?
1: But we're talking Tom Brady, so nothing's I know, not
0: anything's possible.
1: Yeah. God, what did I say? I just said it a minute ago. Is it 10 games that we've won?
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: So, okay. Add 10 to 20. That's 30. Take away two. That'd be 28. 28 wins in a row. Undefeated. Woo. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's hard to do. Yeah. yeah. That's almost impossible. But hey, if anybody can do it, we can do it. We can do it. All right. There we go. We got our numbers in. 28, 27 bucks. That's what Ralph says. Molly says 33, 31 bucks. Mm-hmm. And neither one of us took the Rams. Hmm.
0: Ain't that shocking. Yeah. It could. Honestly, it could go either way, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm optimistic. Same I like here. our chances.
1: Same here. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we uh, didn't have the complete breakdown for the Rams game, so you're just getting our best guesstimation as to what's going on. And uh, next week we'll probably get back on track. Hopefully the All-22 will be out for both week two and week three. I can get caught up Oh,
0: my gosh. Shall we? I feel like you're going to spend forever getting caught up on this. I know. That's okay. You're going to do it.
1: I can do it. You All know. right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time,
0: Go Bucks!